Guys, yeah. so uh mm-hmm. is there is this is this just a bad show? Oh no. Oh. I d- no. What? No. What are you telling me you like this episode? I love this episode. Yeah, no, it was very, very good. Oh my you guys are shot. <laughs> That's a good one, guys. Way to pull a goof on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gage. Uh-huh. So we're talking Star Trek Picard, season one, episode six. Season one, uh, episode six. The Impossible Box. <laughs> it's a, so I had a... Look, I'm not going to make a joke based on that title, but you can kind of read into a joke based on that title. What, like a pussy? Yes. Like, exactly. Like, ooh, ooh, but, but just like the Impossible Whopper is a synthetic whopper. This episode was written by a guy named Nick Zayas and directed by uh, Maha Vrivilo. Um, and as Justin said, it is episode six of season one. Uh, to lock the impossible box. Oh, for fuck's sake. To, <laughs> to no, cure go ahead. Keep going. the incurable Borg. All right, that's enough. <laughs> to find oh, a synthetic lady. Uh, no. Please. To... Uh, I, just, I don't remember how that song goes, but you were going there. Um, yeah, I didn't like this episode. This was this, this is was crazy. Like, okay, okay, let, let's just let's just get into it. Where where do we start in this episode? Is we start with, with Soji having Soji, aka Dosh two point Yes, uh, having a dream, having a a, a very hor- shot like a horror film mm-hmm. uh, nightmare. Uh, about walking in on her uh, father doing experiments on plants. <laughs> That's established. If you'll remember, Dodge talked about her dad being a, a xenobotanist and breeding two color orchids together. That's that's consistent. That is consistent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. And so this is a dream that we are to a, understand. I was making a masturbation joke. <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, this is a dream that we are to understand is a recurring dream for her. And she always wakes up at the exact same point with her father not facing her, uh, saying, Soji, you know, get out of here and never turning around. And for some reason that scares her and it wakes her up. And she is sleeping next to uh, Gaius uh, Lannister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's like, man. oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Did you uh, 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 have a nightmare? Because he's Hugh Grant. Because he's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant guy is Lannister. Uh, yeah. I I don't I don't know. My my lack of enthusiasm for this episode has given me amnesia as to its events. Uh, <laughs> All right, um, Justin, it's you and me. I, I I think this was a um another good um scene. I think in this um I think this was a very good scene. Um. Playing up and and continuing uh, Gaius Lannister's um, subtle uh, approach to um, seeding the idea into Dodge 2.0 that she is a synthetic. Yes, um, and I think it accomplished it the best so far. Like 
This was the first time mm-hmm. where I was in the Gaius Lannister scenes of the show, both with Soji and with his weird sexy sister, yeah. uh, where I was not rolling my eyes and where it felt very natural. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, then we move on. <laughs> yeah, we do. We move on because he's like, oh, man, she's having a nightmare. And like the subtext is... Why would a fucking robot have a nightmare? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, so we move on to the ship where uh, poor old Allison Pill is having flashbacks of murdering Bruce Maddox, the yes. beloved, not beloved character from Measure of a Man, Star Trek uh, TNG season two. Um, I, and everybody's I, like, man, it's a real big fucking bummer that this Bruce Maddox guy dies. I guess we're not going to check into it. He yeah. had heart failure, says the doctor. Um, and she's all fucked up about it. Yeah. That was uh, that was dumb the way nobody suspected anything. And um, I, it was just... And, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh this episode had a lot of flashbacks that were all like glitchy it was like glitch core music happening like Skrillex or something uh, uh, and they did a lot of that I didn't like it <laughs> I will say I think that one of the reasons why they didn't suspect anything of Alison Pill's character is A she is a, a scientist of some uh, sort uh, and she has a command of biology and B poor old Bruce Maddox was supremely fucked up by the gangsters on that gangster planet so they just kind of buy that he just straight up bit it um, so I kind of buy why they wouldn't look into it further and also you don't expect Allison Pill she's poor old cute little Allison Pill she mm. seems nice um, and she has a weird scene with our angsty Latino pilot Yes. Well, <laughs> the beginning of the scene I liked because yes. it's a hot guy shirtless shirtless playing, playing with a soccer ball yeah. In case you forgot, he was uh, Latinx. <laughs> yes. Just you know, in case that reality escaped you uh, for for uh, half a moment, here he is juggling the football. <laughs> in case it wasn't enough that he literally sips tequila and <laughs> reads books in Spanish and the, uh, chomps on I a call, cigar. I caught a deleted scene where uh, a few minutes after they retreat to the boudoir, uh, you hear him go. Go! <laughs> this- I, I thought you were gonna say uh, you caught a deleted scene where he was like, "Yo quiero Taco Bell," and they were like, "No, we can't put that in there. It's too racist." Jesus Christ! They're both pretty bad. <laughs> so this this scene um, is dumb. It's bad. It's it's not it's good. A, it's it's the it's one a bad scene, terrible scene. It's uh, I don't understand it whatsoever. I I honestly thought after the fact, like the only way this scene makes sense and does anything is if Allison Pill is stupid enough to think that the Mexican guy um is his own hologram and she was <laughs> trying to seduce the hologram to keep him quiet. Yes. Yeah, we're just gonna that forget could, about how the hologram wait. witnessed this, you know. Wait, maybe the idea is I'm gonna fuck this guy. Maybe his weird like neural pathways are imprinted onto the hologram. That's just that's just her shot. Is like that's maybe the, the hologram forgets. That's the only reason to have this scene because it's not even a scene um that is uh doing like a Game of Thrones esque 
let's throw some sex into this show because one it's Allison Bell <laughs> <laughs> and this weird uh not great actor guy. It, it, and, and two, we don't like see anything. No, like nothing. I don't know. I just didn't believe the scene. I think it's pointless. I don't believe that he would go and do this. There was no heat between them. There wasn't No, cut- because it's him and Allison Hill. It makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, there was no sort of like she wasn't and she's I don't know, she wasn't selling the distraught, you know, like hollow husk of herself, you know, thousand mile stare thing of yeah. having murdered her former lover. And like you can maybe sell that and you can maybe sell uh, uh Rios as sort of like a um fuckboy Riker type where if he sees an opportunity, he'll crack that smile and go for it. But neither side, he's, he he looks too sweet and she looks too much like a potato. <laughs> I, I did appreciate that, that it was very Riker-esque in that she makes the moves on him. He's like, all right. And then, and then she says like, yeah, I'm really sad and empty. And then he's like, maybe we shouldn't Not do this. Yeah. And then, and then she says, no, let's do it. He's like, fuck all it. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm a I'm a, a sexy pilot guy, and <laughs> half of what I do, aside from piloting, is having sex. <laughs> this scene could have legitimately, fully just been cut out of the episode. Yes, and nothing would change, and it would have been a better episode. Unless <laughs> it seeds further plot lines for the Allison Hill participation to the why conspiracy. Would they put, uh, that's why I, I don't know. It was just it was artless. Uh. Do you think back in his room, all the holograms joined in? <laughs> and they all watched. <laughs> well, at least two of them are gay, probably. Well, well, I, well the Irish I don't think... guy pops in like, hoity toity. <laughs> I see you're having a little of the old sex there, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's move on. What I think. A dumb show. <laughs> I, Jesus Christ. I, I think we move on to. Um, uh, brother and sister yes and possibly besides the choking scene <laughs> the sexiest one. scene in the whole show and it's <laughs> yeah. even sexier that he's doing a romulan rubik's cube he, he literally walks into the room and says uh, put that down that's not yours you're gonna it's break not, it it's not your toy it's my toy <laughs> it's my toy i'll break my rubik's cube <laughs> and she's like, I never understood what the fuck these things were for. You've been playing with them since you were a child. You're a 30-year-old man. <laughs> but also, I want to fuck you. <laughs> I thought this was another... I think this is a great scene, and I think I, it's... I enjoyed it. Um, And it... There is... <laughs> the, the Gaius Lannister character is coming alive. Yes for me very much so because now his plot finally feels like it's clicking into something like because he's finally fucking onto it and he's doing something like this whole time i've understood his 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 mission as opposed to his sisters i've understood it but we've never really seen it and how it would actually work and we're getting like the payoff of it of yeah he is like insidiously like what's I guess it's the opposite of gaslighting her no I mean like he's he's not really gaslighting her he's stringing her along but he's doing it because he's a secret agent for this this organization like he's just doing it because it's his job and you know spoiler alert 
for later, you get a sense that he feels kind of bad about it. Yeah, because he not does enough that like he doesn't, her, but he's do still it. gonna do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, and I thought this is was great. I love, I love the the awkward, disgusting, yeah, sex chemistry between him and his sister. Yeah, it's the first time in the show where the, one of these scenes didn't feel like it came from another show. Yeah, it felt like it. This show was doing it in a way that made sense. And and I have to say though, speaking of like another show, I'm fully convinced they are bl- brother and sister, <laughs> and I'm fully <laughs> convinced this was a direct, um, Game of Thrones Game has of Thrones. incest. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I it, mean, like, but also, and Tom, this is more for you than it is for Justin. Well, what this you is <laughs> this is also a little bit Battlestar Galactica because the Cylons are all technically interrelated because they all come from the same thing. Uh, but they do have that weird sexual tension among the, the Cylon copies. That's true. And they were always kind of conniving in this very calculated way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I just, I, yeah, this scene was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, it seems like he was trying to convince himself simultaneously of convince his sister of his plan to use dream analysis to glean something out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And definitely didn't think it would all come to pass in a single episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Rubik's Cube thing, I mean, the speech, I mean, it was corny. I mean, Star Trek has lots of corny shit, but it was real corny. <laughs> I liked it. Here's last episode. <laughs> Too much CG. <laughs> Last episode, you you enjoyed the last episode because it felt like Star Trek The Next Generation to you. It was the first time it, it really kind of felt like it. This one, and it did, that also did to me. This one was the first one of that was of the goofy kind. This one felt like the middle part of a three-episode arc on mm-hmm. TNG of, like, one of the the dramatic ones like one of like when picard is uh um a prisoner of the um what are they cardassians the cardassians yes there are know, four lights yeah this this that's why this is my favorite episode so far and we're, we'll get into more of why but this was the first episode we haven't gotten to him yet, obviously, but this was the first episode that was about Jean-Luc Picard. Yes, because... In, episode, in a season, a series called Star Trek Picard, this was the first episode that actually dealt with him. Like, we've moved past already the scene with Alison Pill, um, but we have Picard uh, saying, like, no, 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 I don't believe, uh, uh, like, they can uh, 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 re... Reclaim whatever. The, yeah. the re- yes, they can't separate the Borg from the Collective. And she's like, well, why? And he's like, because I was part of the Borg Collective, man. Like, I was Locutus of Borg. So he goes, and he's like, well, we have to get to the Borg Reclamation Project in the Artifact. So he researches uh, everything related to the Borg and the sort of collapsed peace treaty between the Federation and the Romulans, because you have to go through what used to be the neutral zone into Romulan uh, space. So he's researching, and he sees a picture of Hugh, 
the way he looked on TNG and then the way he looks now, Mr. Jonathan mm-hmm. Del Arco. Uh, he sees, I believe, uh, here and then in a brief flashback later, uh, the Bork Queen, played by Alice Creegy in uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek First Contact. Who is, uh, has been a sexual nightmare of mine. Uh, <laughs> Since seeing her years. in that and Deadwood. Uh, and he sees... And we oh, get... He sees we get himself enough, as Locutus. Yeah, he sees Locutus, which they did this exact shot before earlier in the season. This but it didn't better. make sense because it was like, I think it was like him looking at another character. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But no, this, this was is, super effective. Yes. And he touches, you can see in the reflection of the, the hologram that he's looking at of the picture of Locutus from the best of both worlds. He touches the part of his face that has the Borg sort of laser eyesight mm-hmm. that was previously attached to his face. And you get a sense that, oh, he could probably still feel that like kind of like a phantom limb. Yeah. Uh, as part of his face. And then he's like, well, that's why we have to go to the fucking artifact. How do I get credentials to do this? Uh, And this is where we get the Rafi scene. Before we get to that, there have been two things that I've been meaning to bring up. And this is as good a time as any. Just about the series in general. Uh, One, uh, that scene we just talked about was in the uh, holodeck uh, chateau. And I love the use of the chateau on the holodeck and they do something some I, something like very subtle about the way they light it and about the way they shoot it as compared to when it was on earth that it has to be just something with the lighting and I think even they'll only do certain kinds of angles mm-hmm. um, that they didn't do when it was on earth that really make it's the same set but it really makes it seem so artificial, and I really appreciate that. Yes. Um, and also, we haven't talked about, and I've loved it, uh, the the score on this show, the music on yeah. this show. Yeah. Is, is fucking great. There's, there's a little bit of the old theme that they put in there sometimes where it goes... Mm. And then it puts in the new theme of banana. It's awesome. It's very subtle. It's not intrusive at all, but it it is very effective at at layering the scene. And it is very uh, distinct and melodic, which you kind of it's kind of rare for just uh, scene scored music, especially for something like a Star Trek. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to to the music on it. I think it's it's great. It's awesome. Uh, so now we're at the Rafi scene, where Rafi this, has to get credentials. Yes. By conning uh, somebody who's implied to be her ex girlfriend. Was uh, that implied? I kind of think so. I can see that. Yeah, I kind of think so. I wasn't sure uh, which way. Also, and, you know, not that it matters, but uh, I thought the previous team was ass. <laughs> uh, the whole, like, through the looking glass, lining them up, in case you forgot, 
you know, and then like really linger on that shot just in case you you didn't realize it now as they're beating you over the head with a frying pan. What what happened to you, Tom? Yeah, where where is this coming from? A childhood bully berating you while you were watching this episode. (laughs) You fucking taken. I can't take it no more. I. So much of my optimism with the show was based on what it might become, and if this is what it's gonna be like, then uh, my optimism wasn't founded. Why then? Let me, why did it take this long? I don't know. I just I really didn't like this episode. I didn't. I don't like the way they're characterizing Picard in general. Well, he's, he's, well, how he's, uh, he seems doddering, and he doesn't seem to. Ha- I, I think Jean Luc Picard would have had more stoic strength into his old age. I'm not saying he wouldn't become more emotional and open, but like the scene with Alison Pill, I think Jean-Luc Picard's too cunning to have just assumed. I think you would have seen a, a, a gleam of doubt. You have to get up pretty early in the morning to get something past him, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, he's, he's just so um, feeble. And I know he's an old man, but like, uh, and it's, it's just little choices like having him reach up I don't know the way they, they execute it I don't know there's something maybe not like him reaching up for the prosthetic uh, didn't do anything good for me and you know maybe even if it was just shot a bit differently it would have been more effective for me but and in and, and, and a little bit when he when he's on the board cube and we get the glitch thing and it's very disorienting and you just literally don't quite know what's happening um it just yeah uh, I, I i don't i i understand why his character might feel that way but uh i just i just don't buy it this is the first episode i've been saying this whole time and you both have been uh have ganged up on me that he seems so feeble and doddering this whole season and you guys jump would jump on me this is the first episode where I didn't feel that. This is the first episode that he he took a, an active part in in anything. Yes, um, and I, I agree with that. And not only did he take an active part in things, but he's giving orders, man. Like, he's still doing Picard shit. Yeah. And you feel, but it also feels like he has now gotten to the point of his life where, like, he is a relic. Like, there are things that are out of his hands. He's not relevant. As a Starfleet officer, he's fucking retired. Nobody takes him seriously except for the people that he fucked up and left behind, like Rafi and like Space Legolas. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people that still, for whatever reason, like choose to believe in him. And, you know, I think that's kind of what the show is illustrating is that, you know, he might be past his prime, uh, but this sort of ragtag group of people is the only uh, people left until we get to the preview for next week. Uh, that have any sort of faith or ability to support him. I just kind of wish he had a beard, you know? Because <laughs> he's been living in exile this whole time. It'd been better if he like lived by the sea, but I guess he had to live on the chateau, and he just had a he had a nice bushy beard to kind of really drive home that he's he's a different guy now. That he's he's older and he's grizzled and uh, I 
Anyway, so uh, but, we, we get to this terrible scene where Rafi uh, gets the cre- Come Christ. on, you cannot defend this scene. This scene is hot I, dog. I actually I, like I, it. I can't it's defend the best scene, scene I think she's done this whole show. Well, the first half, the second half, yes. The first half was stupid. It was, yeah. in, it was very stupid until, I mean, it was terribly performed because she's a bad actress. Yeah. I, I, I recently uh, realized she was on the TV pilot in like 1999 for the terrible justice league show oh as fire <laughs> yes she was um where david ogden styers was martian manhunter a very rotund uh martian manhunter <laughs> yes it was it would have to be <laughs> she's a poor performer but the i i really the the scene was goofy and everything and it had goofy music playing and her her whole plan is to uh say to the uh person in starfleet hey give us uh uh credentials and telling the truth basically yes. and when she's told no she says i and this is where i bought the scene and i could buy the character of rafi is her plan the whole time was Oh yeah, we're almost there. We're doing it. If you don't give us the credentials, this will be considered an act of war. We're doing it anyway. Better yep. give us the credentials. Bye-bye. <laughs> I I really bought that turn. Not well performed, not well acted, but I liked the scene nonetheless. Yes, I I agree. I I think it was a a good um a, a good way that they pulled that off. Um but, oh my god, yes, you're right. She was fire on the terrible yeah. Justice League pilot. <laughs> oh, man. She has not aged uh, a no, day since no. then. Yeah, and uh, oh, Miguel Ferrer was uh, the weatherman. Yes. <laughs> wow. I gotta rewatch that. I haven't watched that. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> awful. Um, it's... <laughs> Anyway, so we get onto the board cube and well, well, no, no, no. Then, then we have the scene oh, with yes. the the pilot following her. She takes a turn after this performance. Yeah, she's she's back down in the dumps and drunk, and she has a heart to heart with um the pilot. And this is where the earlier scene with Allison Pill, I think, actively made this episode worse was because. I was afraid he was going to try yep. to fuck her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because they set that up earlier that she, he's just fucking everybody. <laughs> yes. And I was very concerned. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty loaded. Yeah, but he seems like a good guy, episode. so he wouldn't do that. Yeah. But but then I I bought her her pain and this is this scene I as opposed to last scene uh, uh, episode uh with her son. I was kind of buying her pain and and loss uh, with her son. I do too. I, I did not buy it in the last episode because I don't think she was good enough in that scene. But mm-hmm. I kind of buy it the way she plays being kind of fucked up and sort of rock bottomy right now. She's better at that than she is at anything else she has to do as an actor. Um but yeah, and so oh, so before Picard gets onto the board cube, uh, uh, Gaius Lannister takes uh, Soji Dodge Two into a, a little room, and uh, this is after she realizes that nothing that she owns 
is older than three years old. Yes, Everything that's that and also scene. that every time she has a conversation with what's supposed to be her mother, it cuts out after seventy seconds. Yes, and she goes yeah, so to sleep. I I really loved that scene. I yeah. I, I really bought that scene. There, you're right, Tom, that a lot is happening in terms of that storyline in this episode. Um, but I appreciate that. Because oh, I, I have no problem with, with that side of the story. It's just it's just the event of the Mod Squad. Uh, I'm not buying. No, I really like the scene where she's going through all her possessions. And uh, and then and, and then finally, the most sacrosanct object she owns, that interlaced circle necklace she scans. It, it, it too, is 37 months old. Uh, it, it, I buy it. It works. Uh, I feel like um, even if it was just like a single line, uh, once uh, Gaius Lannister shows up, where it's just like, "Did you check the scanner?" kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like showing showing her like scanning an innocuous object in the room, like scanning yeah. a candle and it saying like twelve months. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just just like a thought of that because I don't know, I, I don't know. I, uh, my mind had that thought. And just like if I if I was checking everything and literally everything was identical, I would start to think, oh man, this thing might be fucked up. Yeah. But whatever, it still works. I um, no, I, I like this scene, and I I think um, I think Dudical shows up basically right then, uh, and you, you see her kind of panicking as she's kind of realizing something's all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I like that. Yeah, and but then I, we go to a, a room that's sort of lit by like these little weird lights, I, lanterns. I don't think we're there yet. I think we have uh, Picard's arrival. Okay, yeah, and Picard's yes. arrival happens before this. It sets up the scene with the lights and lanterns, and he arrives on the board cube. And so, so first, first they're approaching the the board cube. Yeah, and Picard sees it, and there's just a a kind of pained, uh, psyching himself up. Uh, expression, and that's the first time I cried in this episode. Yes, I know. So I cried two times. Uh, I think I cried three. The, <laughs> uh, because it's set up, he's, he makes an offhand comment that no Borg or former Borg can ever not feel like a connection to the Borg cube, and they can never not know when you're on there. So if there are Borg on that cube, they're going to remember that he was Locutus. So there's no, like, subterfuge that can be had. Um, he's going to get on there, and everybody's going to sense that he was formerly Locutus of Borg, who commanded, like, Borg fleets in a huge battle. And he will all—he is also completely unable to separate himself from the experience of being part of the Collective, even though it was, for him, comparatively brief. So being on a Borg cube is a sort of re-traumatizing event for him. And that's why I I liked the like techno uh, <laughs> uh, glitchy thing because it it felt like train spotting. It felt yeah. like um what's the uh, the Jennifer Connelly <laughs> uh, requiem for a dream requiem for a dream. Yeah, it felt it had that kind of uh, ass drug to ass. <laughs> Jesus, says the guy. In that but movie. it had that kind of uh, hyper. Uh, 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 withdrawal uh, drug experience because that's what the Borg thing is uh, uh, to this episode. It's like I yeah. said before and more than ever um, um, what's his name? Bob? Bob from two weeks, right? No, no. Who's the 
who's the board guy? Greg? Hugh? <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, your supposed favorite character in all of Star Trek? He, he is, and I loved him in this episode. And he is, um, and I cried during uh, his scene. Oh, that yeah, that's, he, that's also what got me. It It is this whole, he is an ex-drug addict, you know, helping and believing in these people. I bought it completely that that he's showing to Picard um, this thing that he's feared and hated uh, externally and about himself, the, his, his own Borgness. Um, Hugh is showing him that, hey, you know, um, you can get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, these people can be saved and they can get better. However, we're being funded by the Romulans. Yeah, like, spoiler alert, this sucks. We don't like these yeah. guys, but they are giving yeah, we, us money. We went from being uh, a slave in the in the Borg army, and now we're trading that for a different thing. Yeah. But I I, I loved this scene. This that, this was um, classic great Star Trek to me. As, as did I. I love this scene, too, because he arrives on the cube... He has flashbacks to various, like, instances of, of Borgs, including his encounter with the Borg Queen in Star Trek First Contact, uh, which is represented as, like, a weird, psychosexual sort of repressed memory for him. And all of these Borgs start coming out, and they start grabbing him, and he's, like, all fucked up, like, no, no, don't grab me! No, unhand me, you Borg! You brigands! You robot brigands! And and uh, Hugh uh, stops them and says they're trying to prevent you from falling because he was so fucked up he didn't realize he was about to tumble over a fucking crevasse. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, I believe that's what happened, but they were doing the flashbacky stuff so much that I l- literally didn't know that's what was happening until it was explained. Um. I don't know. I just I thought the effect was heavy-handed, and it made it hard to understand literally what was happening. Um, just, yeah, I' not sorry. That's just my experience of watching it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm less sold on. I don't. I like how we have a drug addict character in the show, which you know in the Federation doesn't make too much sense. Shouldn't exist, but. But then the drug addict narrative is shoehorned into this Borg thing. Uh, or it doesn't have to be drug. You could also read it as, like, surviving trauma oh, or yeah, yeah. yeah, abuse and that kind of a thing. Which which that's what it always has been. Yeah. I mean, uh, since family, when he's, when he's breaking down to his brother, you know. Yeah, yeah. They made me do things. They made me kill. That's my impression of him in that episode. <laughs> in I, just, I, I don't buy his. I mean, I get that he hates the Borg. Uh, that's a pretty well established thing. He, he he understands that. We see that in Nemesis. We see that in interactions with Borg later on. But then there's an episode in TNG with Hugh, where he's skeptical of Hugh's uh, trustworthiness and humanity, and he comes around. Like he's. He's, you know, already come around that uh, disconnected Borg uh, regain uh, humanity. And and then we saw this beautiful relationship he had with Seven. So suddenly, (laughs) 
To me, it just literally doesn't make sense. No, there's a difference between uh, seeing, um, befriending another, befriending another person who, who was uh, imprisoned in the basement with you. There's another thing of being having to go back into that basement. Yes, and all, and I also think. But his skepticism of the disconnected or drones. Even, well, even he doesn't, doesn't say skeptical. He says it's remarkable that you can do this on this scale, because previous he to this, he says that after talking to Hugh. Yeah, it's 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 a one eighty that he does that when he screams at Allison Pill that they can't change. Uh, I I that didn't really track for me. Even in the the first I I Borg, rewatch it. He does not come on board with Hugh. He is he is he is very hesitant. His yeah. whole deal is not that um I've I've learned to trust and believe that a board can can his deal was I'm I'm skeptical of Hugh, but because there's a possibility there, I'm not gonna use him as a weapon of mass destruction against yes. the board. That was his reaction in that episode. It wasn't that he he came that because that was um, uh, Jordy's storyline in that episode that he believes in Hugh. That wasn't Picard's. Picard the whole time, even up to when he's impersonating, uh, pretending to be Locutus, and he hears uh, Hugh say, "I" or whatever, "I am Hugh." Yeah, he's shaken by it, but he is not stirred. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh so uh he meets Hugh and I li- I like their reunion. I enjoyed that. That was sweet. It's a great scene. Um I thought they may have overdone it a little with oh it's good to see a friendly face and then they embrace. Uh, and then they rub each other's Borg probe. <laughs> um We're touching dicks, Hugh. Jeez. We're touching bog dicks. I I love this uh, the the line. I forget. He says like like I've been helping these Borg and shit. <laughs> um, and oh, he was talking about that. Um, I we call them XBs. XBs, and and uh, you know, uh, giving something a new name. Uh, uh can do wonders and I learned that on your ship. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Ooh, yeah, it was perfect. That got me. That fucking got me. Um and then we're in the scene where uh Gaius Lannister is coaching Soji through her dream. Yes. Um and, and basically he's walking her through it going sort of scene by scene um until she realizes that when like she's never gotten to a point where her father turns around in the dream so she doesn't know what he looks like and when she gets there she realizes that when he turns around he has no face he has a big old blurry face she doesn't know what her father actually looks like because he's not real and she looks to see what is being worked on on the table and it is a sort of wooden doll version of her which i thought was Mm. super effective super yeah and creepy looking and just really good yeah, yeah, and uh, I like that. Uh, I like the precedence that this had with uh, Doctor Sung uh, giving Data the ability to dream mm-hmm. and sort of, pro- and like like he said to his sister earlier that like they're, I, 
I don't forget the exact line, but there are no mistakes with cybernetic beings or whatever. That mm-hmm. that everything is done deliberately for a reason, and, yeah. and, and thus information was stored in this dream, and she dreamed for the purpose of perhaps ex- discovering her inhumanity, uh, and that's what the dream contained. Because mm-hmm. uh, she literally wasn't carved from wood; she wasn't retrieving a memory. <laughs> Uh, right. This was, you know, this was information that was otherwise in her her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole the whole point of the um, of Gaius doing this is then he he has her look out the window and describe what she, she sees, and she sees two moons, I believe, and a lot of lightning. And yes. then, oh, let's shut this fucking shit down. The, uh, the sister was watching the whole time. She shuts shuts it off. Uh, comes to somebody we're looking for a planet with two moons and a shit ton of lightning they've discovered where the other synths are yes and uh, I thought, sort of home oh, world yeah and i i great i thought this was great and then gaius uh uh decides to kill her like dr evil <laughs> <laughs> which i like lowest most passive most easily escapable uh, execution well, device because blowing up the fucking uh, sacred sauna of the Romulans that they wouldn't even like let her into and he's gonna set off a fucking fart bomb inside the uh, 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 the holy sepulcher to the Romulans you know what a fucking dickhead I mean what an idiot <laughs> he's like crying like oh I'm so sad my robot girlfriend's dying I'm a little bitch meanwhile like yeah she's gonna escape you're doing this in the stupidest girl pair and fucking disruptor her ass I uh, I uh, I've loved all that because one he had to do that because she had to escape because this is Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, but yes. he, he and could. it's very it was a very Star Trek scene. I, I'm saying that flippantly, but like I did like it because it was dumb Star Trek. Um, I enjoyed it. Also, quite when a bit. she's when she's punching the floor, I think they sp- sped it up sometimes. So it was the goofy data doing a robot thing, yep. and it looked yep. it looked dumb but f- super fun. I liked him crying, and then turning around to watch her beat the shit out of the thing, because it's like he thinks he does love her. But yes, it's a, but it's a love born out of his Deceit. superiority. And, and lies. It's a love based on lies, which is not real. Like it's. Ex- this is the first time that I bought this character yes. as a character. Yeah. Because before it was just sort of like a series of of writer ticks. I think this mm-hmm. was the first time where I felt like, oh, this arc clicks as a thing that makes sense to me between these two people. Yeah. Um, and you know there there is now this arc of like he's been deceiving her this whole time and he is actually falling for her, but a love born of that kind of deceit is not real and now he's like damn damn i fucked up i fucked up because i'm also sexually attracted to my sister damn <laughs> uh so soji starts digging through the walls and picard and hugh realize that she has been activated so they're like we got to fucking, you know, uh, shag some ass here and and get to wherever she is. And there's a great sort of thrown off line that I don't know if anybody else noticed. That when he's walking by, one of the reclaimed board just hey, yo, goes, Locutus! Locutus! Hey, Locutus, is that you, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, that was dumb. Because he was, he was like, Locutus? Yeah. <laughs> it was something like real... 
soft, crappy voice like that. You know what I mean? It was just such a. It was. It was uh, I liked it. Justin, weigh in. It was really dumb. <laughs> it was dumb, but I liked it. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it too, but it was really it was fucking stupid. stupid. It was. It was really stupidly done. Oh, everybody yeah. knows. I, of course, it was fucking stupid. <laughs> that's my problem with so much of this episode, and maybe this show in general is. It's a lot of good shit, but a lot of it's just being executed really poorly. Oh, yeah. And and that matters. I mean, that matters to I, me watching a it, show. I can't suspend. Uh, uh, it it one it one hundred percent does matter. That's why I hated so much of the be- early beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's personally the shittiness is not has not gone away. There's always there's some um uh fly in this ointment that is there in the makeup of the creators of the show. It's just ba- that's just how television is made though. It's just baked yeah. into genre TV. You're not going to get away from it. Yeah. I mean, I I had high high hopes that that this might transcend that, but it didn't. I mean, however, you know what show did uh manage to jump away from it? <laughs> Aboard a uh, defunct, a recommissioned Battlestar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that but, sh- but I do you. There was some goofy, dumb shit on that show. Uh, no, yeah, no. I, I do you I, remember I the scene where they all start quoting all along the watchtower, and that's how they realize they're all Cylons? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the good parts of this series are, are getting gooder. <laughs> I agree. What are um, the good parts of the series to you? Uh, I the the Soji thing, and and the Gaius Lannister thing has really, um, ramped up in a great way, so much so that I think it improves my opinion of a lot of the earlier stuff uh, between the two. I think they put a lot more elbow grease into this episode that. The it would have made the show better if they maybe spread that uh, throughout, but I'm not angry because I thought this was great. I think the Picard Borg. I think just the fact that Picard is taking an active part in the series in this episode that's getting that's better. I like whenever Picard's on the show. But he's hardly on the show. <laughs> Besides yeah. the first 15 minutes and up until now, he's not taking part. In fact, even in the last episode, he was a side player in his own crew. In the Seven he of had- Nine episode. Like, it was all about fucking Seven of Nine, which is fine. She's a great character. And yeah. it was great to see her because she has that nostalgia factor. But this is the first episode that felt like it was about Picard in a real way since the first episode. Um, And it's all like about his sort of returning trauma, which like he's revisiting now as an older man. And like, he's less sure of himself because as you get older, like these things become more difficult to deal with. Like he's, he's not the person that we remember from, you know, best of both worlds part one before he becomes a Borg or, Mm. you know, measure of a man or the, the Klingon civil war or what have you. 
because he, he's a lot different, man. Like he's fucking eighty something years old. He's at the he is nearing the end of the, his life. He knows he's sick, and he's got all this lingering stuff from his past that he hasn't really dealt with in a very long time, and that makes him a different person. Still the same mm-hmm. sort of Jean Luc Picard, but he has become something different, something a little bit more fragile. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what this episode has done really well. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I will say this. He does not bring Legolas with him, no. which led me to think... Legolas is going to come later. <laughs> he, yeah. He, yeah, but what's the point of his entire crew? Okay, Alison Pill invited herself. Okay. Rafi is the navigator. Okay. Well, guys, pilot, a, you need a pilot. He's the pilot. What's the point of Legolas if... Picard's whole journey is to find Soji. Yes. He's found Soji. He's going onto this very dangerous uh, ship to uh with uh to to get Soji. He does not bring <laughs> Legolas. Why did he bring Legolas? Why did he need a uh a martial artist? Well, I need a guy who can fucking kill people, man. And, you know, we couldn't pay Michael Dorn for this season because he's doing dinner theater right now, and it's pretty embarrassing. You know, we'd like to dig him out of it. Maybe we'll get him in on season two. But, you know, we we approached Michael Dorn, and he's doing, like, Tony and Tina's wedding, man. It's fucking sad. Uh, so let, let's dangle the carrot in front of him for a little bit. But we needed a fighter guy. So we have Australian Space Legolas. Um. So so they Hugh Hugh goes to the Borg Queen's um, chamber lair. Yeah, and I found it very effective that I mean it was like a dumb line, but both him and Picard kind of knew where they were going, even though yeah. they'd never been there. Right. Because you um, always know if you were a former Borg, you always know what part of the cube it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're. Oh, 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 I wanted to say, when they run into Soji, they say, hey, come with us, trust us. She says, do you know me? And he says, yes. And she does some quick calculation in her head and follows them, which I bought. I I bought. However, why did Dodge have programmed in her head, obviously it was programmed, an image of Picard? And Soji doesn't, apparently, unless she saw that flash, but we weren't shown it. I don't I don't know. I feel like we have four episodes left, so I feel like we'll get yeah. there, but it is a good question. Yeah. Um If I may speculate, uh that wasn't uh that wasn't her objective. Uh uh, you know, Dodge was sent mm. to investigate the Earth side of the equation, the Federation side of the equation for why the uh, synthetics turned. Uh, mm. so she probably was you know programmed with the uh, relevant parties you know what I mean or at least just sort of a, a dossier on the relevant parties which is obviously Picard uh, yeah whereas you know Soji was uh, Soji Lifewater was uh, sent to the <laughs> artifact to look at to the Borg Romulan connection she's got this uh, gecko tattoo <laughs> something was bugging me about that name I'm glad I figured out what it is <laughs> oh man remember Soby um, so, so yeah. the the Romulans start attacking because they're like, oh shit! Like people are trying to break out, man. 
And then we cut to the ship, and the ship is like, hey, man, where's Space Legolas? Where the fuck did Space Legolas go? <laughs> and Space Legolas, in a cool-ass scene, kills all these Romulans fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was, I don't know. <laughs> and so Picard is like, all right, we have to get to Nepenthe. Do you remember Nepenthe? And Nepenthe, if anybody recalls, uh, from their, I believe, Egyptian mythology course, uh, Nepenthe is the water of forgetting. Uh, if you drink it, it, it makes you forget. But Nepenthe is going to be the planet where we run into a little bit of a spoiler that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and the episode cuts to black when Space Legolas says, uh, choose to live, implying that he's going to kill all these Romulans. Once again, awesome, badass line. And he says yeah. it after it's gone to bl- uh, black. But he's got the the softest uh, New Zealand Australian voice that is not threatening whatsoever. No, no, and maybe that's the point is you're not supposed to be threatened by him. But yeah, I don't he, think that's he, the he, point. He just says it like kind of regular degular, um, yeah, and it's not threatening at all. I hope that it cuts the black, and we saw in the uh, episode preview that Hugh is you know taken prisoner and interrogated. Uh, Picard and Soji are off the ship. I hope that all these Romulan guards with their disruptors, which we've already already established, uh, are far superior to a fucking edged weapon <laughs> on board of a space cube of cyborg. You know, he brought a knife to a disruptor fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just hoping that in the previously on Star Trek Picard, and now the conclusion, it's just him fucking getting disrupted into <laughs> fucking a cloud. He, just, and, he gets ventilated like in this Robocop. character is ancillary. <laughs> He's just fucking vaporized. Yeah. Um, But then we cut to the preview for Nepenthe, Mm -hmm. which is a planet. um, And Picard is seen talking to a woman, a dark haired woman from the back. And a bunch of exciting Mm -hmm. shit happens. Hugh is maybe getting tortured by sexy incest Romulan lady. And the episode, uh, the preview cuts to when Picard enters a shack and says, Will and our boy Jonathan Frakes turns to the camera. He's looking a little bit worse for wear. He um, he, turn- he he um he looks at Picard and he's so shocked to see his old friend that um the <laughs> a meatball <laughs> shoots out of his sandwich. <laughs> his shirt has marinara sauce on it. <laughs> uh, and he looks to the camera and that's it. The next week is our Frakes episode. It's our Riker episode, man. If we don't get those two jamming out on trombone and wrestling <laughs> respectively, better play pause. a trombone. That's all I'm saying is he better play a trombone. <laughs> and he better bring up the fact that he once fell in love with a fucking hologram. Yes. Um, um, all right. So episode ratings. What did we think? Okay, J-Man? I'll, I'll start. In response to Tom, mm-hmm. why? Um, um. So I'm a huge fan of the X Files, and it came back twice. It came back for one five episode season, then it came out uh, another year with another five. I think. I, I think didn't it was watch 10. the second of those. I think the, the second one was ten. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't watch the ten episode one. I only watched the five episode. Wasn't one. great. And in that. There were there was one really good episode. There were two kind of shitty, but in the shitty style of a shitty X Files episode. 
Yeah. Which I loved. Yes. And one bad episode, but in the style of a bad X-Files episode. And one truly terrible hour <laughs> of television that I suggest everyone watch because I was I'm amazed at how bad it could be. I forgot I forgot that that sequel series. Yeah. I, I gotta rewatch it. Now, that being said, I loved that because what it was doing was giving me more episodes, uh, more stories from these characters that I love. Yes. Now, we're not finished with this season of Star Trek Picard, but already I've gotten two episodes that remind me and feel like more episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, we have that. Yes. And Well, I have that. Yeah. That being said, this episode felt like one of the prestige um you you get a tear in your eye when you hear the name of the episode a uh, measure of a man uh, um um uh inner light inner light stuff like that it, this this had moments and uh glimmers of that kind of star trek the next generation this is my favorite episode of this season so far um and it wasn't just for the picard stuff i thought all of the dodge stuff uh uh, soji stuff was the best that's ever been and honestly we'll see at the end of the season but it kind of feels like this story if they focused on soji and picard having to go to a, a board cube just imagine it as a three episode TNG episode and it would be one of the best one of the best but that's the issue of modern TV it goes on too long <laughs> and and they it's trying to pack in way too much that being said my uh, score for this episode I, I would give it an A plus if but that doesn't give me any room to grow in the next mm. episodes so I'm giving it a solid Hey, uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Justin. I think this show is finally clicking both as a Star Trek show and as a piece of modern television, which is where all of the tension has been with the show is that it has to exist as a modern TV show. And modern TV has a lot of very, very, very serious flaws that come with it. Like most TV shows, even the prestige ones, like have a formula that is not good and genre shows in particular like sci-fi ya superhero uh teen shows they have a very specific formula that they like to follow and it's mostly bad so there's always going to be that tension because that is the mode of production that exists for these kind of shows and like that's how these shows get made now however this is the first time where I felt like those areas of tension had finally resolved themselves in a way that felt very satisfying. The stories are clicking, the characters feel genuine, and it made me feel like I was watching a show about John luc Picard and his struggles at this point in his life. Um, it is not perfect, but it was a pretty cracking episode of TV and probably my favorite so far. Uh, so I am also going to give it an A. 
Tom. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV these days. It's the reason why I am so connected to TNG, because, you know, that's what I watch instead of anything. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, uh, if, if we're going to have a uh, Patrick Stewart reprising Jean-Luc Picard dealing with the demons of his trauma, I would want it to be a uh, miniseries directed by Olivier Yassayas instead of... Uh, <laughs> instead of a WB uh, uh, romp uh, and I don't know I just uh, and it's this phenomenon with this show and I don't watch a lot of modern TV and I don't want to I don't want to rationalize and make excuses for things I think are poorly done uh, but again if you handed me the script uh, yeah I mean there's this is a this is a pretty good episode if you handed me a script. I mean, there I mean, there are some awkward moments. Uh, the show keeps forgetting that uh, we're all already Star Trek fans. And I wish they would just... I wish they would stop compromising with that. And stop giving us reminder booster shots of exposition dumps here and there. And just commit to the frame that the audience is familiar. Uh, which, you know, might not be good politics it might not be good economic politics for the showrunners but the the whole economics of 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 it is cbs all access is the star trek streaming service yes the only people who are paying for this are doing it for star trek so they have no excuse cut the shit allison pill don't explain to picard that he used to be a borg yeah yes he knows he knows um. Yeah. So. So again, and, and and so in that way, it's like I'm not totally categorically against. Although I am totally categoric. Maybe I don't know. They just they didn't sell the the pill Rios thing at all. I they didn't so much so that it's like did it happen? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So they're boning apparently. Uh, we we got nothing for that. I mean, and it isn't like the show is uh, is allergic to sexy pillow talk. We've gotten. I think we literally saw somebody nibble on somebody's earlobe in this episode. Meanwhile, and they were siblings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, all we get is some charged hand holding and some awkward uh, deflated soccer ball collision kissing. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I. So I'm not categorically categorically against this show or what it's doing. It's just the execution. And I, I had a lot more to say about this show, but, you know, nobody wants to listen to me dragging on something for, uh, for, you know, cause I'm not as, I'm not as charismatic, charismatic as Frank is when it comes to dragging on things. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't make it as fun. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, just, you know, uh, to quote, well, this isn't my actual grade, but to quote a pavement song, A for effort, B for delivery. Uh, I'm gonna see. Uh, All right. See, right. I mean, plot-wise, yeah, yeah, man, cool stuff happened in this episode. I like where it's going. I like what it did. It's just, uh, maybe I don't know. It, um, I just wasn't. Uh, what was it? I wasn't made for these times. Is that Brian Wilson? Uh, 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 yeah, maybe. I I don't watch a lot of modern TV. But I, I, you don't. You don't have to. 
I do, I I do, and I'm not making excuses for for any oh, of the shit. Yeah, me neither. In yeah. these episodes, that's why I, I've I've, in the beginning, consistently was the lowest rater of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the things that work, I think actually work. Like yeah, truly work, and the things that don't work are baffling decisions on their part, which at the very least, why the fuck did Allison Pill and Rios fuck? Who what knows? the fuck was that? Well, I think maybe it seeds a further like, oh, she's getting more information from Mr. Rios. I I think that has to has to be the case or else yeah. whatever. But we've we've been going on we've been going on long. Yeah. Everybody rate review protest us uh <laughs> comments concerns criticisms or witticisms Pl- plaid lads pod everything please please reach out and validate my point of view i'm surrounded people <laughs> uh, uh please uh, i need some backup uh yeah anyway anyway uh we'll catch you next week when we finally uh uh enter the the bear hug embrace of mr jonathan frakes and uh mm-hmm. we'll get to see marina Sirtis again Ha 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 